0: to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I am so excited that you're here today. I'm always so excited that we get to connect on this platform, but today was one of those days where I was plugging my mic in to record this episode and I'm sitting here in our condo in downtown San Diego. My dog Lizzie is like sitting right by my foot And I was thinking, I have no idea where you are in the world, in the world, when you're listening to this podcast. And I just love that we get to have this platform to have this conversation. And I'm really excited about this topic too. It's going to be a short episode, but we're talking about who you think you are because who you believe that you are that really matters. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a short little story that I heard actually on another interview that I thought would be really powerful to help hammer in this perspective and this idea that the stories that you're telling yourself about who you are and who you want to be actually need to be serving you. They need to be helping get you where you want to go rather than hindering your growth. So we're going to dive into that. But first I'm I have to say thank you. And I feel like I should do a drum roll. So I'm just doing a little drum roll on my desk here because this episode is the episode that officially has us passing 1 million downloads of the Empower Her podcast. 1 million downloads. Like... I am blown away that 14 months into this show, we have made this type of impact together and we're just warming up and truly it's a together thing. Like really, I have to say, thank you. I don't even know how to articulate it, but from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your support of the show. Like helping me get the message out, telling your girlfriends, taking me on Instagram stories. Like you are the reason that this is spreading so quickly. And the fact that it really actually feels like a community, like you send me, DMs about the podcast and like what's hitting home with you and what you want to hear and who you want to hear on the show. I'm just so grateful and in honor of this milestone because we have to celebrate together, obviously. I'm doing a giveaway over on Instagram, so make sure that we're connected there. My Instagram handle is Kasia, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald, and check out the post that I did so you can actually enter to win the giveaway um, because I just want to make this a really fun celebration. So thank you again so freaking much for being here with me on this journey, and I'm so obsessed with what we're doing together, and I just love it so freaking much. So okay, that being said, I do like to think of us like we're girlfriends, and I know that you're busy, so I want to dive into the topic today. Let me set the stage here. So I was listening to an interview where a story was shared about a successful magazine editor and the story was shared looking back on his life. So he's 15 years into his career has had this like really successful career, but back when he was a senior in high school, that wasn't the story at all. His senior year of high school, this now successful magazine editor was actually failing all of his classes. And he was raised by a single mom. He was living in the Midwest. And even though he was failing his classes and actually not even going to his classes or identifying as a strong student at all, he promised his mom that he would take the SAT. And if you're not familiar with the SAT, it's a standardized test. It has a math and a verbal section. They're 800 points each. So the absolute best score that you could get if you got like a perfect score would be 1600. And I have no idea how many people get a 1600, but it's probably like very genius, great test takers. Okay. So like crazy, nobody gets a 1600. Well, this guy who was failing all of his classes and not even attending his classes or identifying as a strong student gets a 1480 on his SATs, which is obviously a very high score on his SATs. And when they get the score, his mom actually asks him like, honey, like, did you cheat on this test? Cause like, she knows her son, right? She's like, and he responds back to her. He was like, no mom, I didn't cheat. Like I'm blown away too. I can't believe I got this high of a score. And he's like pumped about it. And because he got this score, he decides that he's capable. And he's smart and he just wasn't applying himself. So because he self-identifies as capable and smart, he's going into his senior year. He decides, you know what? I got a 1480 on my SATs. I'm going to start going to class, right? I'm going to start hanging around with different kids. I'm going to start, you know, actually showing up to school. And the teachers naturally started treating him differently because he was actually going to class. He ends up graduating goes on to community college, then he goes on to a state college and eventually Ivy League and has this crazy successful career trajectory, like educational um, journey to his career. And here's the thing. It's crazy because you know, you, you hear that story and you're like, wow, like, that's cool. He got a great score on this test. And then he saw how capable he was and how, how he just needed to apply himself because he was super smart. And, you know, he went on to go to all of these colleges and have a successful career. Okay. Well, here's the kicker. And this is why I was like, I have to share this story with you. After he graduates, right? Like he goes into this career And like 12 to 15 years after he graduates, his wife is like, hey, honey, like you got a letter in the mail and it's from the SAT board. And I guess periodically the SAT board reviews scores to make sure that, you know, all of their testing is on point and like all of the scores are valid. Well, the year that he took the SATs, this is a true story. The year he took the SATs, there were 13 people out of all the people that took the SATs that year, that were sent the wrong scores, scores that they didn't actually get. So the score that he really got on the SAT was a 740 out of 1600, not a 1480 like he was told and believed to be true. What is up? Right? Like just hear that, right? Like he actually got a 740. So as someone who received a really low score on his test, but still went on to be super successful academically and then into his career, we have to just point out the fact that it was not his natural talent or his ability to learn. It was his belief of his ability to learn, his belief of how capable he was, his belief that he believed he was smart. And he was saying, you know, his whole life changed, not when he got a 1480, but when he started acting like he got a 1480, keyword acting like, as in modeling the behaviors of someone who believes that they're smart and a good student and capable. And of course the point of this is not to say like what type of score you have to have on a standardized test. I don't even remember what I got. Like I don't think scores or how you do in school is going to measure how successful you are in your life, but there's something so powerful there about identity and following up what you believe to be true about yourself with actions, right? Because what he did is he identified himself as smart and capable and then he followed up with actions like someone with that identity would do. So girl, I got to throw this question back on you. Who do you want to be? What characteristics do you want to embody? And are you creating the environment and then supporting it with the behaviors to make that identity a reality? Because in the case of this magazine editor, right? Like, let's just point out what he did. He decided to believe that he was smart and capable of doing well in school. Right. Because he got that score and he was like, wow. Okay. I got this score. I'm going to decide that this means I'm smart and capable of doing well in school. So I'm going to go do that. Right. Like that was his identity. So then what he next did was created an environment that served him. He started going to class. He started to hang out with a different group of friends. And then he followed that up with the behaviors like studying, putting in the work, actually doing his homework. Right. Cause those were the behaviors that were required to sustain and build on that identity that he believed to be true. So maybe there's a powerful question out of this. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up in this world? What characteristics do you want to embody? And after you like sit there and simmer on that for a second, right, because it's awkward on a podcast if I leave a lot of like dead air and you're like, "Uh, uh." (laughs) but truly think about those questions of who you want to be, how you want to show up in the world, what characteristics you want to embody, and then truly ask yourself, are you willing to adapt the behaviors that are required to get there? That means that first you're going to have to sit down and you're actually going to have to map out what are the qualities that you need to embody to be that person that you want to be. And after you've got those qualities or those characteristics or those habits that you need to create, then it's going to require that you actually do those things that you need to do even when you don't feel like doing them. That's what's going to get you there right? That's why I created this collective community, which is our personal development community, because I think there's so much power in taking ownership and deep diving on taking responsibility for how you show up in the world. So if you don't know about the collective slide into my DMS on Instagram, you can come check out all the details about it and I can fill you in. But truly I believe to my core that when I'm asking you the question of who do you want to be, how do you want to show up in the world? What characteristics do you want to embody. If something came to your mind or came to your heart, like a goal or a vision for your life or this version of you that you're like, oh, I really freaking want that, right? Or a way that you want to show up even more. I don't believe that you're gifted that vision, that like tug at your heartstrings, or maybe for you, it's like a yank at your heartstrings. I don't believe that you're gifted that if you're not also gifted the ability to figure out how to get there. But sometimes, let's be real here, right? Like friend to friend, when you're building up that confidence to really identify the person that you want to be and getting that conviction in your voice, that rock solid, unshakable belief that this is who I am. Don't believe me. Just watch that type of unshakable conviction. Sometimes that takes some time to build right? That takes deposits of confidence every single day that you show up and keep a promise to yourself to do the thing that you said that you were going to do after the feeling that you said it and is gone, right? That's how you build confidence. So in the meantime, I'm happy that you're here and listening to this podcast because I want to give you some of my belief, like borrow belief from me. I don't even have to know you in person to know that you have been through some tough crap, that you never thought that you could navigate through that you did. You've accomplished some hard things. Remind yourself of that. When you catch yourself doubting yourself, you've been through hard things. You are capable. You're resilient. I don't even have to know you in person to know that if you're listening to a podcast like this, you have a heart for impact. You really deeply care about showing up in the world in a meaningful way. And you're resourceful enough to get the tools that you need in your toolbox to help you build the life that you love. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me in the shower or on your commute or while you're doing laundry or while you're doing your workout or while you're walking your dog. You're doing the work. And girl, most of all, I do not even have to know you in person to know that you are more capable than you give yourself credit for. I believe in you I believe that you can figure this out. I believe that you can be whoever the hell you want to be. It's going to require that you adopt the identity. It's going to require that you create the environment around you to serve you. Get those people in your circle that you need. And then develop the skills required and show up with the behaviors that will support that identity. All you have to do is decide. Decide that the time is now. You are wildly capable. Now, girl, go get it. I'll talk to you soon, okay?